order for us to just maintain the population to where it doesn't grow any more than what it currently is, we have to kill 70%. We have to eradicate 70% of the population. It is the best form of eradicating pigs. We fly currently about 1.2 million acres and we average about 150 pigs a day. He shoots like two or three pigs. He just turns his head to the right and throws up. We got it all on camera. The business that we have isn't always necessarily the prettiest when it comes into the public eye, but it is a necessity that people don't want to necessarily see. This is Charles Spiegel with Target Rich TV, and you're listening to The Wild Initiative. Put down your latte and pull on your boots. I've been blessed to harvest 22 of the 29 North American animals with my bow. My personal 24-hour record for death threats is 88. They will start putting two and two together and realize this is how you call bulls in. So when I go hunting now, that's the ethos I take with me. You know, whatever whatever this hunt is going to throw at you, you pull your big girl pants up and you get on with it. Giant bucks are freaking awesome. They're beautiful. But you know what? I would not trade this first puck for anything in the world. So I'm really, I'm a geek. Magicians and dragons and magic swords. <laughs> I shit you not, man. I'm the biggest dork in the gun business. I'm Freddie Hartay, Hollywood Hunter. This is Aaron Snyder. Hey, this is Trevin Stoltzfus with Outback Outdoors. This is Rihanna Carey. Hi, this is John Sloan of the Interviews with the Hunting Masters. You're listening to The Wild Initiative. Hey, y'all, welcome to another episode of The Wild Initiative, brought to you as part of the Waypoint Podcast Network. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All right, y'all. So hopping right into today's episode, I've got Charles Spiegel on the line with me with a Target Rich Environment TV. They're doing some fun stuff down I probably should have asked. They're doing some fun stuff down in Texas, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I had a moment of doubt there for just a second, but thanks so much for joining me, man. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I, that's what you know. That's what we get if if I start recording these podcasts before about noon. My brain just I don't think has has woken up yet. I I wake up and jump <laughs> right into like the emails, and I don't I don't quite check in till about after lunch. I think. <laughs> uh, I get it. Sometimes you got to get the juices flowing. <laughs> exactly. 
But yeah, man. So I'd love it if uh, just to kick things off, if you could give my listeners just a little introduction about who you are and specifically, how did you get introduced to the outdoors and hunting? Sure. Absolutely. So um, my name is Charles. Obviously, I'm one of the owners and one of the co-hosts of Target Rich Environment TV. We own a outfitter down in Texas. We own three curl outfitters in Heli Hunter. We are the world's largest hog hunting outfitter. So our sole purpose is eradicating hogs from the state of Texas. So we get to fly around all day shooting pigs from a helicopter. So if there's any doubt that we're doing it in Texas, there's not any other state there in the union that's going to allow us to do something that crazy. But um, we definitely do. And we, we kill a lot of pigs. So that is how we got started. It was started out of ne- a necessity, not necessarily a business because we're farmers, we're ranchers, we're landowners. And 10, 15 years ago, the pig population and the pig problem was destroying us. And if we didn't do something at that time, our farmers and ranchers and producers here in Texas would not have been able to recover. So through much fights and battles and petitioning with Texas Parks and Wildlife, we were finally able to pass a law that permitted us to go up with a helicopter and eradicate as many pigs as possible. And how were you specifically introduced to the outdoors and hunting? Me specifically has always started out as a young age, um, growing up um, here in Texas, public television, Channel 13, Wild America was my go-to. I'd wake up on Saturday mornings and was always looking for the new and next episode. I love the outdoors, growing up in rural Texas, running around, no shoes on, fishing, hunting, everything outdoors all day, every day. And it just wildlife and game all over the United States, as well as the world kind of piqued my interest. And I was able to see into a window outside of what I saw here in Texas through wild America TV show and uh, Marty Stoffer, which was always the host of that. And so that, that was kind of what drove my passion and kind of influenced me to always be in the outdoors and kind of be outside and get my hands dirty and get lost in the wilderness. Nice. So, you know, you talk about starting the business and and doing the hog hunting uh, out of necessity. Uh, Talk a little bit about the effect that these wild hogs have on the environment, on whether that's native habitat or ranch land. And, you know, we can touch on even before hopping into that. I don't think a lot of people realize hogs are not a native species to North America, at least not the hogs (laughs) where we have. (laughs) <laughs> no, absolutely not. So feral hogs are definitely not uh, native species. And so I'll touch on both the ranch and agriculture aspect, as well as native wildlife and how it affects the native wildlife population. So pigs were introduced into Texas, coming in with the settlers and coming in from Europe. They're bringing sources of food. There was feral pigs coming in into the ports in Galveston. And those feral pigs or those basically domestic pigs at the time became feral and as well as large game ranches in the early 1900s bringing customers in and clients in they were bringing eurasian hogs which is known basically as russian boars over and importing them into texas and those pigs got loose and the population just flourished so now we're sitting with a population of three to four million uh, pigs in the state of texas which affects 99 percent of all counties in the state of texas so it's widespread 
And to kind of put it in perspective, everybody's like, well, Texas is huge. I mean, three to 4 million pigs, is it really that much? It is the exact same population as our whitetail population in the state of Texas. Jeez. And as you probably know, whitetail hunting is huge in Texas, as well as the South and all of the United States. And the feral pig population has grown to a point where it is equal population um, for a native whitetail. So um, with them being feral and with them not having any natural predators here in Texas, the only natural predator is humans. And so that's when we have to intervene and come in and do eradication because they are just furious breeders, furious growers. They adapt. Pigs are highly intelligent as well as they're, they're not as prone to disease and sickness and illness. And they're just hardy animals. The sows reproduce twice a year and can have up to 13 piglets each time they reproduce. So in order for us to just maintain the population to where it doesn't grow any more than what it currently is, we have to kill 70%. We have to eradicate 70% of the population each year just to maintain the population. And obviously we haven't been able to do that with the technology we had until the past decade, 15 years with helicopters and thermal optics. Prior to that, the population just continued to grow. You know, the population is growing, um, but what is the effect as well that it has other than using up a lot of these natural resources? What is the other effect that it has on whether, you know, it's native land or, or ranch land? You got to realize that you introduce three to four million animals into a habitat that was basically managed and designed to run off of native species. And so when you introduce a pig and you add basically double the population of whitetail to put in perspective, but you still have the same food resources, then you come into issues where you start affecting the herd health of our whitetail and native species. Because when pigs come in, they eat everything. They don't have any kind of reservations about what they're going to eat. I've seen them eat roadkill. Um, they eat acorns. They forage on grass. I've seen them in dire straits actually take down does and newborn uh, does and whitetail eat those. So uh, they're, they're just ferocious eaters. And so you, the effect on native wildlife is our native animals that are, are here and grown here in our habitats designed for they're having to compete with food from a feral species that's coming in and taking over. And I think it, anybody that's seen the movie snatch knows, knows wild <laughs> dogs will definitely eat anything. <laughs> Absolutely. Eat anything. Bones, nails, teeth and all. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing left. What's the, what's the line? Always, always be wary of a man who owns a pig farm or a large amount yeah. of pigs or something like that. I need to watch that movie. Yeah, that's um, a good one. That's a good one. And, you know, and so they're coming in, they're destroying this natural habitat. And I'm, I'm sure the same thing happens when it comes to ranchers' crops and property and, and what they're trying to do as well. Well, absolutely. They're, they're producing um, crops as well as um, ranching cows for the people of the world. So, I mean, Texas is one of the number one producers in the United States, if not the world, for grain crops as well as cattle. I mean, cattle is king. So they do carry some parasites as well as um, diseases and bacteria like brucellosis and everything that can get transferred to the cattle. And so where it doesn't affect the pig population, it doesn't affect them. They're carry carriers of it and it can drastically affect um, our cattle operation, makes our cattle sick as well as there can be a large die off as well as those bacteria are dangerous for human consumption. And then when it comes to the grain crops, 
they're like a machine. When our farmers are out there planting the grain and they're using large pieces of machineries to sit there and drill the corn into the ground, those pigs can smell a single kernel of corn from a mile away, six inches in the ground. Jeez. And so when we're sitting and planting that corn, they'll come out there. And if you've got a sounder of pigs, that's 30 to 40 pigs in that sounder, they will literally get on each row, put their nose right in the middle of that row and just walk all the way down that row, picking out each kernel of corn. And they can take out 50 to 100 acres in a night with a big, big sounder like that. So that farmer then has to come back in and re-drill and replant. So you have the expense of the seed, the expense of the fertilizer, the expense of fuel, as well as its time. And that's just during planting season. Once everything starts to grow and everything starts to produce, it's producing wheat, milo, soybeans, corn. Those pigs are in there and they're in those crops and in those fields just eating away eating as much as they can and they're just eating machines and then there's no way to stop them. And it, the brucellosis is something I, you know, I, I didn't even realize that that pigs would carry that. Cause you hear about that with, with like bison and stuff. That's a big danger about keeping bison near cattle is the ability to transfer that. Um, I didn't realize the feral hogs were an issue with brucellosis. Yeah, absolutely. And definitely carriers of it as well as, the parasites with worms and you know, worms and their feces, they'll get into the feed troughs where they're feeding the cattle and they're sitting there eating and defecating right there. And so it's the cows sit there and eat it. So they get all the parasites that are within the pigs. And so it's just big, nasty deal. I mean, that's why there's some um, religions and there's, there's some people out there in the world that just refuse to eat pork because pigs are just nasty. <laughs> They're definitely not. I mean, I know I know guys that uh, that are all about eating wild hog, and I know some guys <laughs> that would probably rather eat a coyote before touching a wild hog. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm probably with you on the coyote one, so um, it just it, it wouldn't be my cup of tea. I've, I've seen them in some nasty, dirty stuff, and I just have a hard time doing it myself. But I'm in a different line of business outside of trophy hunting. There are guys that. Um, are sitting there feeding clean corn and they're, they've got managed ranches and high fence ranches and game ranches. They got pigs coming into them and they're wild pigs and you can mm -hmm. shoot them and eat them. Uh, it's never going to be the same as buying pork in the store just because there's no fat on them. And, and it's just different type of meat. But when I'm out there eradicating pigs and they've been in there eating fertilizer and been in sewage treatment plants, walling around <laughs> in water and mud, <laughs> I'm just not going to be one for um, cleaning one of those out and eating it. <laughs> you know, and it's wild, wild hogs are definitely a problem. And I mean, I know most states, all you have to have where wild hogs are a problem. All you really have to have is a, is a license. I don't know of too many states where that actually require you to buy like a tag or have a, you, you get an allotted number of wild hogs you're allowed to hunt. I mean, they're they're pretty much considered an invasive species across the board. Oh, absolutely, and there, there's there's not any laws or restrictions. In fact, in the state of Texas, you don't even have to have a hunting license. Mm -hmm. In the state of Texas, all you have to do is complete your hunter safety course, and you can hunt feral feral pigs as much as you want with rifle, bow, shotgun, knife, dogs, helicopter, whatever it is, dynamite, kill as many as you can. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, absolutely anything by any means necessary, kill as many as you can 
and um, there's no, no, not even a license required. So, I mean, come on, come on. I mean, I think that's, I think when it comes down to it and people really start thinking about hog hunting every, to a certain extent, a lot of people in the back of their mind have the, the kind of helicopter experience. Like there's a little bit of that floating around in there, whether they want to admit it or not, where it's like, that's like the gold standard of the hog hunt right there. You know, you get the, (laughs) you go out at night in the helicopter with the thermal optics and you just, go to town i mean like would you would you disagree i feel like that's kind of like the gold standard when what what people think about like in the back of their head when they're thinking hog hunting no absolutely i mean that's definitely it that's that's everybody's kind of uh like bucket list hunt because everybody wants to get up in the helicopter and chase pigs and we do and we do we were, we're the oldest helicopter hog gunning company in texas we we're one of the original ones that started it in fact when we first started flying with helicopters the farmers and ranchers actually had to pay us to come in and fly them. And we were the agents coming in and eradicating bigs. Texas Parks and Wildlife would not allow us to accept any money for clients or customers or anyone that wanted to get in the helicopter and come hog hunt and shoot pigs from the helicopter. So we had to charge the landowners. And as the owners of the helicopter in the business, we had to be the agents to come in and eradicate the pigs. Shortly after that, we were able to petition Texas Parks and Wildlife and they uh, change the laws and the rules to be able to allow us to add agents to our company for paid hunters to come out and fly in the helicopter and shoot pigs. So we are able to do it, transfer that cost savings on the landowners. We no longer charge them for us to come in and eradicate their pigs, but that has always been the golden standard. Everybody wants to do that. That wants the bucket list. And it is the best form of eradicating pigs simply because we're able to cover a lot of ground and we're able to kill a lot of pigs. So we, we, fly currently about 1.2 million acres in the state of texas and we average about 150 pigs a day that's about five to six hours of flight time a day Jeez, man so so tell me a little bit about the experience like somebody coming out wants to you know they're like all right i've been wanting to do this for uh ever since i started hunting like what can i expect coming out (laughs) well um the the most fun you can have with your clothes on is what you can definitely expect so when the clients come out and our customers come out, they typically come out the day before into our lodge. We've got a, a um, nice brand new lodge, a couple of years old, just south of Dallas. And um, everybody comes out the night before. We're going to wine you. We're going to dine you. You're going to be entertained. A big, nice steak dinner. And then we're going to wake up early the next morning and kind of go over the safety proceedings. Our pilot, as well as our guides, are going to go over how to use the guns, how to get in and out of the helicopter, how to get strapped in reloads as well as we got to go over some of the terminology because for a safety perspective and a state safety standpoint our pilot has to be able to control all of our hunters in the bird at all times so he's got to be able to communicate with you to let you know where the pigs are at where they're located while flying as well as when you can go hot when you can load your gun when to unload your gun when you can shoot where to shoot based off of his maneuvering and so we've got to make sure that that communication level is there and they understand the language and then we get in the helicopter. So we, we typically do one day trips and we usually I, do about I five. do have one question. Sure. Do you blare gimme shelter by the stones the entire time you're flying? Because <laughs> that's all I want. That is all I want. It's, it's just... So the, the funny thing is um, the funny thing is is we have a big PA speaker on the bottom of our helicopter. And so sometimes um, the pigs will get locked up in some thick trees and we can see them in there. 
Well, you can't maneuver with a helicopter when they're in a, a canopy of trees. And so we will sit there and play music, a little Led Zeppelin, some ZZ Top, and kind of blare some music to get them up and moving and get them out running across the field. That way we can drop down um, the ceiling of the helicopter and kind of get in a position to where we can actually start eradicating and shooting pigs. Oh man. I, I like, I, all I want, all I want is like, give me shelter or maybe even something like Copperhead <laughs> road or something. Oh, just yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Whatever is on the playlist that we, we will blare it. It, it, it is going. So that is, <laughs> man, that's, I just, what, what you're envisioning right now has happened. Absolutely. There we go. There we go. <laughs> so what's, what's some of the terminology like they, that you guys use, like what, what what would be different than what somebody might expect? Uh, so it's typical terminology that you've probably heard in like a military setting or even watching movies like, I mean, directional time, like pigs at nine o'clock, pigs at one o'clock, two o'clock kind of deal. Normal conversation with the helicopter coming about when we, we've got telephone lines and stuff crossing the wire, crossing the pole. That means we've got to go up and over the, um, the power lines. And that's just notifying that everybody in the helicopter knows that we're about to lift off the ground. So you, you talk about uh, going up over the power lines, like how high off the ground are you flying these helicopters when you're going up? Like you see a Sandra hogs hauling ass, like, you know, across the, an open spot and you're like, all right, we're going after them. Like how high are you flying while these guys are unloading at these hogs? So weather does play a little bit of factor in it. So um, in the right wind conditions and everything. So we're typically, probably about 30 to 40 feet off the ground when we're going over the canopy and the treetops looking for pigs. Um, when we catch them out in the open, I mean, we'll drop the deck and we'll be at 15, 20 feet off the ground. So, so you shoot, that's low. you're shooting the pigs with, yeah, you're shooting the pigs with an AR 15, about 50 yards. Damn. Okay. And, and what, what kind of speeds? <laughs> um, so you're probably, at, uh, when it comes to like ground speed, you're probably 25 to 30 miles an hour. So pigs top out at 26 miles an hour. So when they're running across the field, running from somebody that's chasing with the helicopter, they're, they're anywhere from 20 to 25 miles an hour. And so you're flying sideways alongside of them. And the way that we worked in order to be able to be the most effective, when the pigs come out of the woods and they're running across the field, they go in a straight line. And we start at the back and work our way forward. That way we make sure that we get the entire sounder and the entire group. Because if you shoot in the middle, then they'll scatter because, hey, Bob in one front in of front, you yeah. yeah, died and they're all split up. Or if you shoot the first one, then they'll kind of split up and go all different directions. Well, when they're running 20 miles an hour across the field trying to get out of town, they don't realize that pigs are dropping behind them. They're not, they're not paying attention to the, <laughs> the slow dude in the group. They're just trying no, to get the hell not. out of there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so they're trying to find cover and get off – uh, find water anywhere else, just try to get away. But there, there's not many places you can um, hide when you got a helicopter. <laughs> I'd imagine not. And so do you get a lot of, a lot of folks coming out where this is their first hunt or their first, first time doing this? Do you get more repeat customers? Like what's uh what do you, what do you kind of see with that? I would say, I would say probably about 75 to 80% of our customers that come out every year are repeat customers. They've been flying with us for 10 to 12 years and they book the same dates. And just because family stuff happens or um, economical stuff situations, because I'll be honest, it's not a cheap hunt. It's a, it's a bucket list hunt. It's not something that you would do every weekend kind of deal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, uh, insurance and gas and fuel and 
payments on a helicopter are pretty expensive and we typically go through about 1500 to 2000 rounds a day. So then you got ammunition costs on top of that. But, um, a majority of all of our customers are repeat customers. So we, when it comes to bookings and everything, we, we probably only got about 15 to 20% um, new customers coming out. And when they book, then they're going to repeat. So it, it's not a big turnover at all. Nice. Typically, we fly two guys in a helicopter at a time. So we'll put two shoot, shooters out the passenger side window. So we have a four-person helicopter. So there'll be two guys, one in the front seat, one in the back seat. You've got one foot on the runner outside of the helicopter, the other foot inside, you're strapped in, you got a strap around you and the helicopter as well as a strap around the helicopter, you and the gun. So even if you fall out, you got a little, nice little bungee cord uh, tether to hold on to you. And then when a guy's a group of six guys come out and we fly for six hours, everybody gets two hours in the bird. We provide all the ammunition, all the guns, all the optics, basically come out with whatever clothes you're going to wear on your back and hop in the bird and let's go have some fun. And so, so we're talking kind of about daytime hunts. Do you do like the, the evening thermal hunts from the helicopter as well? No, we don't do any of the nighttime hunts or thermal hunts from the helicopter just because it's too dangerous to fly. And the, the visibility from the trees as well as power lines. Power lines is the biggest factor when it, and the big number one caused all helicopter crashes because you're flying low, you're flying below the uh, cloud lines and stuff. And guys just quit paying attention and they run into power lines. So we don't do any of that after dark, but we do, we, we fly from sun up to sundown and that's it. At nighttime is when we go out with the thermal optics and we'll go from farm to farm, spotting and stalking pigs. Once we spot a sounder pigs out, out on a farm ground or out in the cultivated ground, we'll, we'll stock up on them. Um, typically get it with about 50 to 75 yards. We shoot AR-15s um, calibered in 7.62 by 39. So it's a 30 caliber bullet just because pigs are hardy. And the more weight that you can get into and the more power you can get into them, the better. And so we'll line up two or three guys on shooting sticks and we're going to go one, two, three, and you shoot as many as you can out of the group. And then we'll load up the dead ones, get them out of the field. And the guys that want to take them back and clean them and take them home with them, they will. But if nobody wants the meat and we can't donate it, then we'll dispose of the meat, feed it to the black condor conservation group. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, uh, tell me a little bit about the TV show. Sure. So target rich environment TV is on the sportsman channel. Um, we do 26 episodes a year. So we're into our first, um, year this year. We did have a TV show back in 2014 called Hilly Hunter TV, but just with our lives and as hectic as everything was, we just didn't have enough time to really put together a good show, but, uh, we've started back up with it. Um, we've kind of changed and transitioned how our business works and work a little bit full time. So all of our partners are able to kind of be involved with the show, but it's a day to day story, our outfitters and our business, and we're out there eradicating pigs and trying to find the best target rich environments in the world, um, to hunt. So obviously Texas is being a target rich environment for, hog hunting there's a lot of that that's involved but we also um me and my business partners and the other hosts kind of go out and we'll we'll do some dove hunting and waterfowl hunting i went to montana last year chasing elk um went to idaho and uh, the dakotas and did some prairie dog hunting so i mean whitetail hunting in kansas so we go we kind of go all over but uh the major basis is is we're going to do a lot of killing and a lot of killing of pigs. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to, I was going to say, you know, at least uh, 
if you're ever struggling to find content, at least you can always go back to what you what you do very, very well, which is just the wholesale <laughs> <laughs> wholesale yeah, slaughter. That's- Absolutely. And and that, that's the good thing about it is, is we're not one of those shows that, you know, you sitting there watching four segments leading up to one guy making a shot on a whitetail or something. We've got hunts and kills in every segment of the show um, because we just have that much content. We are the world's largest hog hunting outfitter. So uh, we do have guys coming out daily to our lodge and hunting pigs. And so if we need somebody to do it, get a pig kill on TV, we'll just send our cameraman out with the, with our hunters and the guys coming into the lodge, you're going up in the helicopter. So, um, we're, we're about to dive into dove season here in September. I'm going to have 1200 hunters out in the fields on September 1st. So all I got to do is just send a cameraman around and go shoot some dove. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, yeah, having the the outfit there and I'm sure all of those guys are probably like stoked to, to have a cameraman along with them. So I don't, Something tells me you don't have any problems with uh, them being willing to be on the show. No, not at all. Not at all. Everybody's hyped to do it. I mean, we do get some political figures and public figures and stuff of guys that want to come hunt with us. And um, it does have to be private because, uh, you know, the, the business that we have isn't always necessarily the prettiest when it comes into the public eye. But it, it is a necessity that people don't want to necessarily see or hear about when it comes to controlling big population, especially for our wildlife wildlife here in Texas, but, um, it, it is a necessity. So we do have those figures that come out. We can't do any photos or publications or anything like that, but everybody else, when they come out and want to hunt, we're like, Oh, you mean I get to be on the sportsman channel? Yeah. <laughs> Where do I sign up? <laughs> everybody likes to see themselves on TV. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's not everyone, not everyone uh, can afford to bring along their own, you know, personal, uh, photographer and videographer on their, on their hunt. Sure. So, you know, if you're mm-hmm. able to able to score that, it's got to get you pretty stoked, especially if you're doing oh, something absolutely. like a helicopter hog hunt, which you're going to want to remember that have some footage, you know, I'm, I'm sure you've got guys out there that are just like, swear they're like a Vietnam door gunner at this point or like (laughs) (laughs) we do have some guys and we do have some clients that come back every year that are pretty much veterans they could teach the class for our new customers coming in uh they've been doing it every year for 10 years and they'll come out for three or four days and just wear them out so they're better shots than I am half the time (laughs) (laughs) have you have you ever had anyone come out that uh you're just like all right you need to like you just need to take it down. You're at a, like a, a 12 right now. I need you at like a seven. <laughs> no, I mean, there's like, mm, <laughs> homie's a little bit sketchy here. <laughs> no, we, we never don't. We didn't never had that kind of issue or anything like that. I mean, guys get excited. And so you, you've got to feed into it. I mean, they're, they're there and they're, they're spending hard earned money to come out that on the hunt. And so we, we obviously can't have anybody unsafe up there. Yeah. We don't typically allow that, but we do have guys that come out and we're like, man, all right, I know you're excited. I know you're enthusiastic, but you got to be sure to listen to the pilot while he's in the bird. He's the boss. <laughs> he might, he might be an asshole while you're in the bird, but when you get down, he's going to shake hands with you and buy you a beer and y'all be best friends. But you've got to listen to him. He's like a drill sergeant up there. And Johnny is our lead pilot. He's been our lead pilot from the beginning. And um, he is um, ex-military and he has flown combat missions. And um, he's got more time in the helicopter than I probably got on this earth. And he, he can get stern up there, but it's for everybody's safety. And he can kind of control the atmosphere and everything. 
So never had any major issues. So do you have any uh, particularly memorable, memorable hunts with some clients or anything like that, that kind of stuck out to you? Well, there's always some, and I mean, there's good ones and there's bad ones. There's uh, obviously funny ones. Someone that everybody knows of is um, it's always fun having Ted Nugent out. He comes and hunts with us every, every year. And he, that dude's a character. You think you see him on TV and um, he's putting on a show and he's acting that way on social media and talking that way. No, he's even worse in person. So, I mean, that's just how he is. (laughs) I've had him, I've had him on the podcast and uh, yeah. When everyone's like, oh, how'd that go? I'm like, it is everything you would expect that podcast to be. Like, it is yeah, 100% absolutely. Ted Nugent. Like, that it, is so his is. personality. It is. And I mean, you get you get what you get. There's no filter whatsoever. And so um, he is always a blast. And I always have a great time having him out to hunt with us. Um, in regards to other stories, um, we, we've always got funny moments. We had a We had a guy come down from California a couple of years ago, and he's a he's a police officer and um, he was flying with us. He has really bad motion sickness, but he loves <laughs> to helicopter hunt. He's probably been out with us a couple of times um, so far, but um, and he tries everything, Dramamine and pressure points and all this kind of stuff. And we were doing a um, show with uh, Pigman, and he was flying and this guy was sitting in the passenger seat. So we've got a camera right on his face and we get on these pigs and he starts shooting and he starts unloading his magazine on these pigs. And I guess the motion sickness hit him right when he's in oh. mid shot <laughs> and he shoots like two or three pigs. He just turns his head to the right and throws up, but we got it all on camera. It comes out <laughs> slow. And then he shakes it off and then looks back down the barrel and just keeps shooting like no hesitation whatsoever. Was, rally. I mean, it was, it, it was it. Like uh, <laughs> there was no hesitation. So, I mean, it was just awesome. And I mean, he loves it and he knows that he's going to get sick, but um, it's just the thrill of being in the helicopter and chasing pigs just kind of overpowers it, that, that sickness. And so he comes back every year. <laughs> oh that's i i admire a boot and rally like that i can always uh <laughs> i can always admire that um so if uh folks were wanting to come out for their first uh you know you you said you provide all the gear like they pretty much just have to show up and you know not be a complete idiot yeah um uh, <laughs> Anything else that someone would need to know, like if they're if they're planning on coming out, uh, anything else they should expect? I mean, we take care of everything. So majority of all of our hunts and packages are all. In- so um, if they want to inquire um, about it and available dates, uh, they can go to helihunter.com or they can go to threecurl.com. We own both the companies. Uh, they're both sister companies and uh, we offer the same packages. So anywhere from daytime, pig hunts with from a stand to nighttime thermal hunts spot and stock as well as the helicopter hunt so uh we do it all but all of our packages are all inclusive i mean you, you bring your clothes you bring your personal toiletries i mean we, we've got a great lodge it's got 11 bedrooms and fully furnished we've got some great cooks that come out and cook some awesome meals and then we're in a small county ellis county south about 30 45 minutes south of downtown dallas and so We've probably got the largest bar in the county right there at our lodge. So there's not not a whole lot around us, a lot of rural towns and everything. But um, that's all you need. Just come back and enjoy. Let's let's go kill some pigs and help out the pig population. 
So uh, uh, you mentioned you mentioned where to where to find the outfitters. If folks wanted to follow along with the TV show, uh, where can they find information about that? Where can they watch it? Absolutely. So um, TV show comes on the Sportsman Channel. Comes on at twelve thirty every Sunday on the Sportsman Channel. Uh, you can you can find it on AT and T, uh, Directv, Dish Network, as well as there's several streaming sites and stuff that stream Sportsman Channel and Outdoor. Uh, channel so twelve thirty on Sundays, as well as we've got a YouTube channel um, where we post our old episodes on and a lot of additional information, as well as all of our helicopter uh, hel- uh, customer helicopter hunts. We post about videos of their actual hunts on our YouTube channel, and it's just uh, target rich environment home of Heli Hunter, and that's a YouTube channel. So just search it, and you'll be able to follow along there as well. Awesome, man. Well, I will make sure to link to all of that on the show notes page. It's going to be at thewildinitiative.com. Really appreciate you sitting down, man. It was fun. Uh, I've one of the. I need to. I need to figure out a uh, one of these days when I can come down and book one of these hunts because that's definitely like on the bucket list. Hanging out the side of a helicopter, uh, just unloading on hogs. It sounds sounds like quite the time, man. Absolutely, we'd love to have you. So just let us know, and uh, we've got a room waiting for you. <laughs> awesome, man. Thanks again. All right, y'all, that'll do it for this episode of The Wild Initiative. Make sure to check out the show notes page at thewildinitiative.com. Get links to everything we talked about in today's episode. Make sure y'all check out the Target Rich Environment TV show on the Sportsman's channel. Get links to all of the different socials and go book yourself a helicopter hog hunt because let's face it, you've, if if you're saying you don't want to do that, you've got to be lying or or crazy or something. That's That's my opinion. I, I definitely need to find some time and money to go book one of those myself. So, all right, y'all, that'll do it for this week. Looking forward to next time. But until then, I hope this episode inspired you to get involved, get outdoors and plan your initiative for the wild. Thank you for listening to the wild initiative. Please take a moment to leave a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher and head on over to the wild to get show notes. Check out the blog gear discounts, other podcasts from the wild initiative family and more. 